Hello and welcome to the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always, and Ricardo and Brandon are not here. I'm by myself today, guys. I don't even know what to do. Brandon and I had a great conversation this week with our good friend and brother, Willie Frank III. Uh, We we spoke about what's going on with the tribe right now, about how Native American tribes are trying to get possession of state parks and national parks back from the government uh, so that they can treat them the way that they should be treated, I guess. Um, You know, like really be able to educate people coming into the parks about the the history of the land and and what makes these areas special and uh, we, we spoke about that we also discussed a new documentary short film called Nisqually moving forward that Willie is a big part of and uh, it was filmed by a young man named Caleb Jacobson from Oregon State University. It's already won a couple of awards uh, at the Portland International Film Festival. And uh, it also features a friend of the podcast, Hanford McLeod. So we'll put a link to that down in the show notes. And I, I encourage everyone to go check that movie, that, that documentary short film out. It's only about 10 or 11 minutes long, but uh, really hard hitting and, and worth the watch. So please, uh, please check that out. We also... Um, you know, talked about Willie's father, Billy Frank Jr.'s statue and kind of got an update on that. The The documentary short film covers a little bit of that as well. But yeah, we uh, we hope you guys enjoy this conversation. We had some fun. It, w- it was crazy and funny and, you know, talked about some serious stuff as well. So uh, enjoy this. Um, and we'll be back with a regularly scheduled podcast next week hope you all have a wonderful thanksgiving and have a great day also if you could listen like share rate review you know all the stuff do all that we appreciate it thank you all for listening we love you all all right this week on the live to walk again podcast i you might be able to hear the excitement in my voice right now uh brandon's here with me that is not why i'm excited Welcome to the show, Brandon. Thanks, Jeremy. The really, the real reason that I'm excited, and I'm sure Brandon is too, uh, is that we have the one, the only, Willie Frank III in the building, chairman of the Nisqually tribe, son of Billy Frank Jr. Willie, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for coming <clears throat> over. Hey, Jay. It's uh, always good to be here today. Um, it's always good to do the show. I'm honored to sit with my uh, two of my longest and best friends that I have here, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to get rolling here. Yeah, I man. like it. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, first question, real quick, Willie. Uh, can you explain why the Nisqually tribe was setting up concentration camp? I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, man. That no, we could like, definitely wanna, talk about that. We can this. get this into that cra- racist shit, man. This is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. That these so let's set let's set the stage. This is about a month ago. Like a lot's happened since we've uh, been able to sit down and uh, and record a conversation. So uh, like a little over a month ago, you the the tribe was using your own land. You're you're a sovereign nation, and you were letting people quarantine basically tribal tribal members tribal members yeah. quarantine in temporary housing. <laughs> I don't know, I guess they're like 
kind of like little cabins out on some property that you that the tribe owns yep yep so the tribe uh, we bought this property back in 2014 and it used to be a place where uh, you could hold little uh, retreats and meetings and and different events out there and we wanted to turn it into a uh, kind of a wellness area for people in recovery um, you know people who kind of fall on hard times and they need a need a place to go and get their life back on track and this was for all of our Nisqually tribal members and then COVID hit and uh, unfortunately that we had uh, a number of folks drive by our facility out there and uh, come up with all these bullshit conspiracy theories that um, that we are working with the federal government to hold people out there who are not uh, vaccinated. So it kind of blows my mind that we're out there minding our own business and you have these uh, right wing crazy sons of bitches out there who are uh, coming out to fuck with us. <laughs> yeah, it's it, when I when I saw that on the news, I just my mind was blown. I, I mean, I was I, it really, though? Nah, yeah, nah, I mean, realistically, right. you shouldn't like it's man. it's out just, towards well, Mount Rainier. Like that's our yeah. usual and accustomed grounds. But real quick for the the one thing is, is that, you know, the tribe owned the land. We worked with Pierce County on everything to make sure we were following all their rules when it comes to COVID and the quarantine sites. Um, our quarantine site was no different than anybody else's. But, but, but honestly, man, like in theory, the general idea is actually a really good idea. And that's the, what's kind of sad about this whole thing because not everybody, like I'm going to give you an example. Um, I have a guy who's a painter, was working on a house for me. He got COVID. He lives in a multi-generational house. He did not want to infect his family members, so he was sleeping in the shed. Cold as hell. Now, if he had somewhere to go. If he had somewhere to go, think about that. I mean... There's a lot of multi-generational families. Yeah. That, I mean, a lot of cultures live yeah, that it's, way. It's not, you know, it's not just our tribal culture. I mean, it's it's every culture really ends up like that with multi-generational grandma, grandpa, you know, mom, Aunts, dad. Uncles. I mean, there, there's 10 people in a house maybe with two rooms or something. Yeah, at and, time, and so. you don't want to have, and if you're infected and you don't have anywhere to go, it's a great place. But I also didn't know that that was actually a wellness place for other people or other tribal members prior yeah. going through things. Man. No, no, this was for like back in before we bought it, it was a, a facility place that people could gather and rent. And then since we bought it in 2014, that's what we've been trying to get to is a place. It's of, an amazing idea, man. Of wellness. I mean, how yeah. do you think we get these people out from underneath the bridges, Willie? Well, how, you, how do we get them off the freeways? Well, you know, B, I don't, I don't think we uh, worry about those people anymore. I think we just got to keep moving forward. And we got to focus on the positive yeah. and focus on the, the things that we can control. As uh, chairman of the tribe, you know, I, I continue to grow and learn every day. And uh, one of the things you learn in recovery is that you cannot control the way anybody else acts. It's true. Words. But we can't just write these people off. And it's not no, no, it's no, what no, you're not doing for your people over there that we could do off the reservation for people that are suffering here instead of just being like, well, fuck those people. Well, it's it's hard. I mean, we all see the homeless problems we have. And, and you know, I'm no expert, but it seems like a majority of the homeless um, probably are dealing with mental illness or drug issues. So I think it's That's time for the state of Washington and Thurston County, the you know city here in Lacey, Olympia, Tumwater. I think they need to really come together 
um, and, and figure out a solution for this. I mean, you know, we, we should be helping anybody who wants help. Mm -hmm. You know, I realize some of these folks may not want help, but we, we have to at least, um, you know, reach our hand out to them and, and let people know that we're here, um, you know, to at least help them. That's a good point, man. I, I just, I was listening to some other podcasts about homelessness and there's people that, that do choose to be homeless. Yep. And that's Absolutely. just a, that's a, something we have to learn to deal with. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's a, there's gotta be some medium here. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Here we are in 2021 <clears throat> going into 2022 and I feel like we're off balance as the human race mm -hmm. right now. Um, we're completely yeah. off balance with our mind, body, spirituality, just everything. You know, I, I feel like COVID has been such a tough time uh, for a lot of people the last 18, 19 months of, of dealing with this. But I feel like now, you know, we need to adjust our lifestyle to, to the way it is now with COVID and just keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I'd, I'd wear my mask as long as our gyms and sports teams are playing. I, I don't care. You know, I mean, I think everybody's probably used to it by now. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's yeah, I mean, it's, it's frustrating, but yeah. The new normal, you know, and, and I hate that term, but yeah, it's, you know, it's it kind of it's, is. It's nothing's forever, man. And it's like, yeah. you know, we can stick this out just like, yep. like, I mean, look at this, man. The Native American people stuck a lot of shit out. Yep. The African-American community stuck a lot of shit out. Like, yeah, we, we can't just, wear masks for two years, dude. Come on. Well, you know, I think it's, you know, I, I, I like to tell people, and I, and this was the reason why I ran for chairman of our tribe, is that the the status quo can no longer works mm. of, of just going by and, you know, living life and getting through life at, as the status quo. Our generation and, and the younger generation cannot live like that. Times are changing. People learn different. Our kids are learning different. I mean, imagine the kids who were at home during COVID with no support, no family, yeah, nobody. Yeah. That's okay. that's the hard part. And so for us, you know, we're at the point now at the Nisqually Tribe where we're just moving forward. We're working with our public health officer and all of our employees to make sure that folks are uh, are safe. Yeah. Real, real quick, though, Jay, before we move on, I got a question for Willie. And it's like you're talking about the status quo isn't isn't working anymore. Our the, our balance is off. Um, like moving forward, man, I just feel like, like exactly what you're saying. I, I just been thinking about recently and it's just like, there's, there's so many people here now. I know. And they're like something. It makes me sick. Like we can't it. move forward like this. No, mm -hmm. no. And that, that's the hard part. I mean, what do we do? What do we do for this beautiful state? You yeah. know, I know it's raining today like cats and dogs, but I think, you know, we need this rain. You know, we got to protect this beautiful state that we live in. And, you know, really, hopefully, with the education outreach that we're doing at Nisqually, as well as a lot of our other tribes, you know, hopefully we can get people to understand who we are as Native people. You know, uh, most people assume that, you know, we're rich Indians with casinos and smoke shops, you know, but that's not the case. You know, we're the uh, stewards of the land and protectors of the resources. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. so just to um, kind of close up on this, this uh, the protests that were going on where these, these wackos were trying to say you guys were, were having concentration camps for unvaccinated folks, did you, you had to shut that, you had to shut your safety, quarantine yeah. down, location yeah, we, down because we, of safety concerns? Yeah, we had a caretaker and his family out there, um, and then we had a, a mother and daughter who were quarantining at the time. 
we had to pull them out of there and put them in a, a hotel for a while. And we're working now. We should actually start to uh, uh, the the quarantine area should be up and running by next week. I'm hoping we did a oh, lot some more work on fencing, you know. And, and I mean, it's one thing, you know, to uh, you know to to get through COVID, but it's another thing that we're having to talk about this still, and not just here today. Like I'm still right. having to talk about this with other folks. Yeah. You know, because of these racist yahoos who have no fucking better thing else to do but drive by right. and start shit. Like, it blows my and mind. How long were they out there protesting for? Um, I think it started on maybe a Saturday. And uh, they were out there two or three days before I put out my first video on it. And that kind of slowed it down. And then when King 5 came down and uh, did their piece, that kind of really helped uh, yeah. get these guys out of here. Amazing. And like, like I said, for me, I'm... Uh, you know, I tell our people, you know, if, if we need law enforcement, we need to hire security, we'll do that. But we have to just keep moving forward. Yeah, yeah can't, uh, can't let, can't let I mean, it, like that get in, in, in the state that we're in as a society right now, it's like every week it's something new and different. I so I, I agree with you, man, that it's like, yeah, we can't pay attention to all this like sideways wacky talk that goes on because there's so much of it. Man. I know. You would I get know. bogged down every day. Every day yeah. you could, to be honest yeah, with you. No doubt, <laughs> I no mean, doubt. it's it's crazy. Well, uh, on to some some better better topics, I guess. Um, you know, I wanted to know. I saw you were on the news. Uh, you and friend of the podcast Hanford McLeod were on. Um, I believe King Five News the other day here in <clears throat> Seattle, um, talking about national park lands, hopefully being eventually being stewarded if that's a right yeah. word Steward, i mean get it really really the, just giving back to yeah. our people mm-hmm. i yeah. mean and giving back to the tribe well it's better and, no go ahead no and I, and i think you know the the piece on king five was great you know drew mickelson um i appreciate the work he does for our Always. tribes he uh him and i and the nisqually tribe we have a very good relationship you know you never know with some of these news guys yeah you know they could try to spin this story a certain way and and this is a pretty simple story um, the Secretary of Interior, Deb Holland, um, you know, that's one of her things in the Biden administration is to get our tribes their land back. And it's it's not it shouldn't be a fight. You know, it should be something simple, some simple process. It doesn't mean we're going to take the land back and okay. shut everybody See, out of there. This is what this is the problem, Willie, that <clears throat> when you're talking to white people you, oh, and, you, and you say, give our land back, they're going to get real defensive. Man. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's not, that's not what we're saying. No, not at all. It it basically breaks down that you guys want to be, I mean, because Hanford Hanford already does. Yeah, he's uh, he's been doing it for 15 years. He's been been telling the story about at Mount Rainier National Park, at Paradise. Honestly, honestly, bro, if we don't give it back to the Native Americans, it's going to go to the oil companies. Oh, 100%. And that's. Yeah, and I'd rather give it to, for sure, make make sure it goes back where it belongs. And and really the thing for us is that it's, it's the access that we shouldn't have to tell Mm. the park that we need to go in and gather our traditional Mm. medicine gather our sweat rocks gather any kind of um medicine or healing uh anything to heal herbs you know herbs plants um it's not like we go hunting right in the park right there (laughs) you know it's it's not you know we're not savages you know And, and that's the majority of the people out there who assume indians are drunk and drug addicts you know, and it's the same thing I tell my my kid every day is that there's good Indian people, there's bad Indians, there's bad white people, there's good white people. You know, it's it's really comes down to 
right and wrong and and good yeah. versus bad it's right. kind of the the traditional way it is right yeah if you want to go get your organ grape or your devil's club yeah or your cedar yeah we you should know, not have to, you know, call up and talk to three people and get a permit. Can I and, take this out of the park? And, and really the goal for us is, and it's not even about just giving it back to us. It's about protecting, letting us, protecting it, but letting us come in and educate folks. Yeah. Because a lot of the, the folks who come in, and I feel like we're in a really good time now when it comes to uh, uh, cultural issues. Mm. Because a lot of folks are very open to w- listening to the story. Yesterday we were at Pioneer Middle School in DuPont. You know, talking to 50 teachers. And so we, we've re- really done a lot of this outreach and we're hoping how this all really weaves together and ties together. Yeah, I've talked about this with you before and I, I know what you guys are doing is making an impact as, you know, just at my son's elementary school every morning, you know, yep. they have a land acknowledgement, a land acknowledgement in the Squally tribe. So it's, uh, it's working. No, it but is. But it's a long process. And, and it is, you know, and people... Like, I mean, I feel like the society we live in today, the easiest thing to do is bitch and moan. Right. It's easier to complain than actually tie your shoes, pull your, put your big boy pants on and come to work to fucking make a change. And that's the hard part, you know, is that people, it, it's so easy with our cell phones these days for people just to uh, become Facebook gangsters and, you know, all this other <laughs> shit, you know, I mean, it, it cracks me up listening to people complain. <laughs> I always, I mean, there's countries out there who have real problems. I know. You know, and right. here we are worried about having, whether it's internet access or the next iPhone, whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. Um, well put, for sure. Uh, you know, what do you think, I, I mean, how, how do you think this is going to play out? Do you think that, um, because I know uh, you mentioned Deb uh, Holland, and she's the first Native American presidential cabinet member which is pretty amazing. Yep. And then uh, also I know um, Charles Sams is the mm-hmm. first uh, Native American. He, he's been nominated to be to run the National Park Services. I yeah. know he hasn't been confirmed yet, but or at least as of a couple of days ago, he hasn't been confirmed. I'm not sure if that's happened yet. But, uh, you know, what you'd think it'd be like, okay, well, we have a Native American controlling this, this uh, branch of government, this branch of government. Let's just sign the papers and, and sign it over. But obviously it's not that easy. So what, what, what are your hopes like on time wise? Like, I mean, how do you see, see this being resolved? Well, I look at it now that we already are one year down of the Biden administration. He has three years left. So for us in Nisqually, actually, we're putting together a formalized letter and we'll send it up to the parks uh, Monday of next week and ask for a a one-on-one meeting with them. You know, some of the questions I got about the story, they're like, well, have you reached out to the park yet? I said, we've been reaching out to the park for 20 years. And I said, we've been going up there doing this stuff for 20 years. And I said, this is our, this is letting them know right now with this piece that we're on our way, we're coming. And it's, it shouldn't be a fight. We, all we want is access. We want to work together with the parks, which we still do have a good relationship. But, yeah. you know, it could definitely be a lot better. And I believe we have a new superintendent in there also that I have not had the opportunity to meet yet. So looking forward to the chance. Like I said, we have three years to grind and get on the, get on the go with the Biden administration. And I don't expect uh, Deb Holland to, uh, you know, approve everything that Native yeah, people want. But, you know... Just to have that voice and to have somebody in there who understands when we talk about the importance of our fish, 
of uh, our Someone roots. Someone who can are, sympathize. Yes, and, yes, definitely. Yeah. And um, I feel like now, I mean, we're losing so many of our leaders um, at the tribal level, state, federal, um, who has have spent their life working on relationships with tribes. You know, so you're starting to see a new wave of, of people coming into politics that we have to get out and educate also. Oh, that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I was, I was so glad to hear that. Um, cause I hadn't, obviously I hadn't heard much about like that. That was even a thought, yeah. but like what better way to, to make, you know, I mean how national parks are amazing, but it's we, like, how we much actually, better would they be, be amazing. if they were, you know, if, if, if you could go and like hear from, uh, Hanford every time, yep. you know, like, and get like a, a real, well, the real history of what this land was. You know, there's you know? two sides to it, too. I mean, that means our tribe's got to step up, too, though, you know, about <clears throat> being ready to be accountable for this land, you know, and that that's always the thing. I mean, there's um, three, maybe four tribes that have usual and the custom uh, area up on the Cascade mountain range, you know, so it's about the tribes coming together and trying to uh, find a balance and, and getting the right story out there. You know, but I feel like all of our ducks are lined up right now and everything happens for a reason in life. And, you know, we have a three year, four year window, but three years left now with Biden administration. We got to roll. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I would be uh, remiss to not bring up that it is uh, Native American Heritage yeah, Month. Yes. And, you know, what a better time to, to make this happen, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I. Uh, I always enjoy this month because we're able to get back into the schools now. Um, you know, 19 months in on COVID or whatever we're at, you know, it was a long uh, period of time where we weren't able to come into the schools and talk to kids or the teachers and continue that educational uh, resource that we've, you know, made ourselves available. And, and no, these teachers don't, or the schools, they, they cannot make excuses anymore. We're going to, you know, make ourselves available to get into the schools and tell the story. And so are they back having like obviously I don't have kids. So are they back having like uh, assemblies full on and assemblies stuff? and stuff? Or is I that, don't think so. Yeah, no, you they, can go uh, into the classrooms. Though. You guys are going into the classrooms. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Of, uh, sorry to you be back to the national parks. Do you guys know of any other coalitions of tribes? That oh yeah, are trying a lot to of, get back into the national. A lot parks? of the tribes in the uh, southwest. Because um, I recall Bears Ears, you know, monument. I know that was a huge issue. Um, I'm, I don't know a lot of folks from, uh, you know, South Dakota, but I'm sure they'd love to have their, uh, yeah. hills back, you yeah, know, there. I just, uh, recall went to Zion National Park oh, yeah. once and, um, I always wanted to go to Zion. Too. Man, it's, it's a place. I it's remember a, when you told me that. Spiritual, it, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a place, man. That's very moving, but you know, they had, they had to close certain parts down because it was getting vandalized in certain areas. See, that's that's what makes me sick right there. And not only that, stuff, you know, you have you have Native American hieroglyphs that are thousands and thousands of years old, and people go in there and, and deface them. Oh, it's bullshit, man! And that's like, dude. I was watching uh, what was it? Uh, America's Book of Secrets last night. You know, I think they did it in 2012 or 13, but it was yeah. on late last night, and they were talking about you know the our native people with the uh, petroglyphs and mm-hmm. the, the old artwork and I can yeah. remember as a kid being at the Grand Canyon and being an air flagstaff and my parents taking me to uh, I believe it was called Walnut Canyon and they used to have all the writing of the it's, old native wow. people on the on the rocks and it's like you really think about it I mean 
shit, I bet that's been there for thousands of that, years. Dude, to when be you're honest looking with at you. when you're looking at something that's thousands of years old. Yeah. Um and just thinking about like the people that were doing it and like what how their life was and like your mind starts to Well, I think about 1879 my grandfather Willie Frank Sr was born. Yeah. And I think about, you know, just stop for a few seconds and think about what it looked like in 1879. You know, and my grandfather, he was, died in 1980, uh, 1983. And um, think about from 1879 to 1983. How the, much changed. The change and what he saw in his life. I mean, it just, you know, it, it makes me sad, though, because our, our people were healthy. Our people lived in paradise, mm. you know, and. We're the McDonald's generation, yeah. you know, yeah. and the fast food generation, all of us, you know. And so uh, one of the things we want to do is we want to get back to our traditional foods at the tribe. And But the hard part is, is it's getting that mindset and getting people to, to want to do it because we can't do it for anybody, you know, but we want to be able to offer the best uh, services possible, whether we're um, one of the things I've talked about was doing these healthy meal plans like um what is it called like fresh yeah. fresh food or fresh hello fresh, hello fresh, fresh or yeah. some of these meals and you know going out and putting some or finding some grant funding to to put together uh meal plans for our members uh. for our elders i mean you know it doesn't it, it's it's expensive to eat healthy yeah. we all know that really if you got a, you got five or six kids man you're, you're not going to be eating you healthy be so organic every night we want to be able to help our tribal members and and get them to understand about being healthy really mind body soul i mean one of the the uh key differences of of having wealth and being poor is the style of food you eat mm-hmm. and i mean you know you don't have money to eat organic food the dollar menu at McDonald's seems a lot more relevant right. to those. Walmart. You yeah, know, Walmart. And, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just the society we live in now. I mean, it's like, you know, we've gotten accustomed to, uh, you know, it's almost like a free handout at yeah. times. You know, our people just, it's just not not healthy. And so, you know, my goal is, as a, the chairman of the tribe is really to set an example and be at work every day and showing what it takes to, to be a proud Nisqually uh tribal member well speaking of health man i always remember your dad would say yeah the uh we'd always say we brought you guys horses you brought us whiskey yep yep <laughs> you know you know my my grandfather said nisqually indians lived in paradise before the white man came yeah and i think about those words a lot and uh one of the best things that uh, probably the best project we're working on right now at the tribe i'd have to say it's it's the best project is our language we have two fluent speakers on council now, which is great. Oh, and um, it. it's the best thing about it is the last fluent speaker was my grandpa. Mm. And so we have tapes of my grandpa speaking the language. Nice. And now we're starting to transcribe those and get them into color. We got them into kids have books. To. Yeah. And we got them. Uh, you guys remember the video that Sam and Defense did, the cartoon? For sure. Yeah. So we want to try to put, we're going to reach out to the that group again who did that and try to see if we can put together my grandpa and my dad in a video. And maybe myself, you know, we want to do like a, a string of videos if we can to, for educational tools, mm-hmm. you know, to what I've noticed getting into the classrooms when we talk to the, the, uh, you know, K through six grades, they love that cartoon, you know, because they don't want, they don't want us to get up and talk to them for an hour. You know, I mean, I don't want to get up and sound like a lecture and, you know, we always try to engage, you know, the students, the teachers, anybody we can, Mm -hmm. because, you know, growing up, we know we don't want to sit there for Mm -hmm. an hour and 
<laughs> you know, I mean, listening to some guy talk. Yeah, but Willie, man, the language is so important to, it is. to it carry really is. on the culture. Yeah, it's, it, it works like that in all kinds of it cultures. Does. And you think, it does. You think about how many, like, eth- ethnic groups that came here, like whether it be from Europe or from Africa or from South America, and the next generation, they're like the, the forefathers oh, yeah. are like, we don't want you. We want you speaking English. Yep. We don't want you speaking because we don't want you have, you'd have to go through what we had to go through. That was and uh, you guys didn't have that luck. You didn't even have the choice to like be. It wasn't like your dad was like, oh, we're going to not we're going to stop teaching you guys this language. It was like the, was the white man just. Took oh, yeah. You no, they took us out. School yeah. And put you in, in my boarding school. Uh, my grandfather, you know, um, in 1917, when two thirds of the Nisqually Indian Reservation was condemned. My grandfather bought six acres, which is uh, known as Frank's Landing today. And I think both you guys have been down there before. But thinking about the language and and growing up, I'd always ask my dad, you know, how come you didn't teach us the language? And he'd always say, because your grandpa didn't want us to learn the language because Uh of what happened to him. You know, whether he was beaten, his hair was cut, his mouth was washed out with soap. They were taken to boarding schools and taken away from their family on the reservations or at their homesteads. You know, if you really think about this trauma that Native people Shit, experienced, yeah. it's it's wild. And for me as a young Native leader, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I didn't want to believe in uh, generational trauma go- growing up. But, you know, now as I get older, I, I see it. You know, it's it's yeah. out there and it's something that I really want to bring back to our people, that sense of pride and getting them to hold their head up high and be proud to be Nisqually. I love it, man. I don't think there's a better person for the job, honestly. So, how do you? Uh, this is random, off topic, but how yeah. do you feel about um, non-native American people learning a Native American language? Well, I think it's a slippery slope, but I think that you know I would like to see our Native kids take a crack at it first, and then you know because we talked about that, we really want to implement the language and. Um, right now, North Thurston School District, uh, we're working on some some language and some, uh, you know, curriculum curriculum to be able to offer our our Lashutsi language and our native kids can get a credit for it at Wahilut if they come from Wahilut in eighth grade. But we want to get it into the schools. And that was one of the hot topics was do we offer it to non-natives? And I, I would eventually <laughs> like to. But, you know, it's been taken for, for us for so long and we're still at a point where it's still i feel like we're still a little hesitant to to yeah. teach it you know just because of the the lifelong lifelong trauma right you know and i what scares me for the future though is that the next generation of of kids and leaders they are going to have to understand who they are as native people if they don't understand that and i'm still learning who i am you know mm. and, and if they don't understand that that um, you know, you have to be ready to fight to protect our treaty rights, our sovereignty, and yeah. really who we are. I mean, because you guys know uh, they're they're trying to assimilate all the, of us. The as further human beings. the further we move away from yeah. those those elders, really, the, that went, the, that, yeah. the easier it's going to be to forget about it. My uh, my grandpa Willie was raised by um, his auntie at the time uh, who raised him most of his life and she was our last uh, kind of spiritual lady and um, leader really and my dad always called it Tamanwis hmm. which was was strong power strong medicine and you know grandpa Willie um, was the last one to have that but you know I feel like my dad had that too you know you guys both know sure. him and 
you know, and I feel like that blood runs through me. You know, I guess it's just a matter of time before I realize it, you know? Yeah. Like you said, man, you're still growing and figuring it out, but that's what we're here for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, you know, Willie, I did want to, I just have a few more questions. No, we're good, man. We got, we're, we're, we're rolling. Um, before I get to it, I want to. I think we can all agree that the worst name in professional sports the, oh, is the fuck. Oklahoma City Thunder, right? Well, that's just because they took. That's our. That's our team. But I thought like you were going to say that. Like a basic but I thought you like, were going to say that. It sounds the, like a T-ball. Team. I thought you were going to say that the old Washington. The Washington. Football oh, yeah. Team. That's what I thought. But yeah, I'm, I'm good get, with you. On I did want to get into that too. Well, yeah. I thank God they they did away with that, and I hope that, you know. I, then and they're not going to. Well, bring it real back, quick, so. let's talk about the Thunder because Brandon and I got to watch a basketball game with uh, Detlef Shrimp about a month. Was it a uh, month baseball ago? Baseball game, but yes. yeah. Did I say basketball? I meant baseball. Sorry. Baseball game uh, with Detlef Shrimp, and you know we talked to him. It was almost like we were friends for twenty years yeah, and hadn't I told, seen each I told other. Brandon you know, to get him on the podcast. No, we could we it. could definitely Probably get him. Probably now, man. No, I mean, so we brought him down. Trip. We brought uh, Detlef and Lenny Wilkins down to Nisqually, and oh really? You know, we want to do some some work with them and and uh, native nonprofit group Rise Above, really that are trying to give back to the native kids and not just native kids, but you know all kids. Yeah. Really, because what and, and that's what we want to show with Coach Wilkins and, um, you know, what he's been through in his life. I mean, it's it's amazing to have a friend uh, that you could say is a Hall of Famer yeah. in Coach Wilkins. Awesome. You know, and coach. he uh, he came down and, and one of our employees said, hey, we gifted him with something. But they like, hey, I bet he'd really like your Seahawks medallion. And I was like, well, my mother-in-law made me that. So I don't know if I can give that up. So I, I called my mother-in-law and asked her and she said, of course, Lenny Wilkins is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so she goes, "I'll make you another one." Yeah, but you know, I got a Sonics beaded medallion. I would not have gave that up as no. much as if I love Coach Wilkins. Anybody is giving that to yeah, me, man. Anybody like, B come is on. getting that at some point. But you know, that's going with me to the grave. Dude. Well, the reason that I brought up the sports uh, topic is because, you know, I feel like the Seattle Kraken is a dumb name. Yeah, right. I mean, it's a, it's it a, could have yeah. been, but I the, just feel like it could have been so much I, more because I know Sockeye. I feel was like up. the Sockeye. Yeah. And there's Sockeye a few. to me was my favorite. That me too. Yeah, that actually I mean, sounds like, good. Think about man. what that and like to to offset what what has been happening yeah. for the last eighty years or whatever with the with the Washington football team's former name to like you know like turn the page on that by naming. I just felt like they had such a good chance they, to, to make they it did, something. They did, and, you know, uh, I mean, it's okay. You know, it's not – like I, I look at the whole mascot thing and the the name, you know, as, as something very, very important. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like we have a lot more issues yeah. right now, you yeah. know, and I'm glad they're changing that. You know, the one there, – there's really two that really – left. Yeah, the, the Redskins, you know, that name really offends me, and just – the whole Cleveland Indian mascot, the Chief Wahoo, yeah, yeah. The, you know, I mean, and I don't even mind. I don't even mind the Indians. You what know, about I got the an Braves? Indians jersey. The Bra- I mean, the only thing about the Braves is the tomahawk oh, chop. Tomahawk chop. You know, and I, and I believe the Florida State Seminoles have a very good relationship with the Seminole tribe, yeah. and they've asked for permission. And I have no problem if you know teams if there's or schools, communication. Yeah, if there's communication, and that's why you know we're so amped about getting into the the classroom. And you, you know, I'm gonna quote. Hanford McLeod it's it's you know what you know you know that's it and and you don't know what you don't know and you know when we get into the schools the thing we hear from a lot of teachers and principals is that well 
you know, we know we're mandated to teach this curriculum, but we don't want to offend anybody. Yeah. So, and that's understandable, but yeah. I feel like they use that. You can only use that so far, Yeah. you know, before it becomes a bullshit excuse, you know? Well, Kanye would say if it's up, then it's up. And why I'm saying that is because the, the communication thing is key, man. It's a hundred percent. They're going to pit us all against each other. A hundred percent. Yeah. You know, they're going to say the Indians, they hate, they hate white people for using redskins. It's like, no, 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 no. It isn't about hate. It isn't no. about pitting people against each other. It's like, let's just have some respect for each other. Yeah. Well, and we got native, of course, native people who love the Redskins. Yeah. They love the logo, but you know, it's, it's, at, at, I mean, come on, man. We're in 2021. Yeah. We got to just make these changes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's and crazy. The, and the Cleveland Indians just changed their, I keep forgetting. They, they don't use the logo. The, no, they, they did away with the logo a few they, years They're ago. still, so but I, they you get a throwbacks. Name, they changed <laughs> the name to the Cleveland Gladiators now. What the fuck? You didn't hear about the that? Indians? Yeah. Are you they're serious? Not, next year, they're going to be the Cleveland Gladiators. Shut the fuck. Huh. See, like that, that's a. It, that might be the new worst It is what it is. You know. But the funny thing was, is I have a, a Cleveland Indians red jersey, the you know, the old throwbacks. Yeah. I think it was Joe's, actually, that just say Indians yeah. on it. And you're like, that's and, fire. And so we, uh, we went and spoke to Capitol High School about a month ago. And it was teachers, or no, it was teachers and students, I believe. Was it? Okay. Well, anyways, I was telling my wife, I said, hey, I should, should I wear this uh, Indians jersey? It was right around Halloween. And I was like, this will be my costume going into the school and... <laughs> She goes, I don't know if you want to do that. And I was like, well, I guess I, I guess I better not do that today on Halloween. But it would have been yeah, a Yeah, let's stop wearing Native Americans as costumes. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking hey, man. Like, yeah, no doubt. Jeez. Not That's a good, good look, man. That's funny, though. At least, at least Stop pay. buying teepees at Target, dude. Yeah, don't buy. Actually, you know, our little cat's got a teepee. Hey, man. I think we got it Native at Target American right cat, there. Dude. Yeah, Come it's on. Cat, oh, really. yeah. Uh, well, uh, Willie, when, when you walked in today, I was uh, in the process of watching this, uh, I guess, little documentary short yeah. film uh, called Nisqually Moving Forward that was... I guess directed and filmed by Caleb Jacobson, uh, you know, and it was it was starring you, and yeah. for the most part, and Hanford McLeod was in it, um, you know, a few other people, and and uh, it was it was beautifully done. Like, the, talk about how that kind of came together. You know, it talks about it's you guys are you and Hanford and some other uh, folks from the tribe are in the up in the yeah we're up at Mount Rainier Mount Rainier yeah. pulling down old growth uh, cedar, cedar trees for your dad's statue which I want to get an update on in a minute too but yeah talk about how that uh this this uh short documentary came together and, and yeah so uh I was introduced to Caleb uh last spring and his father Craig Jacobson works for the Nisqually tribe um he works for one of our law firms that represent us out of Portland and I've known um Craig for probably 10 years big sports fan, hell of a good guy. And uh, he reached out and he said, hey, my son wants to do a project for his final at Oregon State. And he's wondering if he could come up and talk with you and, and the tribe. And, and I, I'm just thinking it might be like a short, you know, interview kind of thing that I, that we usually, uh, that people usually do. But it turned out to me spending about uh, three weekends over a two month, three month period with Caleb mm. and him coming up to the mountain that day, as you see, and, and that's how it started. So originally the, the filming started up at the mountain and we were just going to do that little short piece on the, uh, on the whole, uh, the tree and the statue. But then it, it, you know, we started talking and I told him, I'm like, you know, I'd love to have you document 
this whole statue process as well as what we're doing at Nesqually, oh, you know, yeah. over the next two to three years. And so, you know, he, he thought about it and he's like, yeah, you know, I'd love to do that. He's like, but I got to do this project. And is it okay if I, and, and he drove from Portland yeah. all the way up here, like three weekends in a row almost. And we went down to the river and we just spent time at the house talking and, uh, it turned out to to win an award at one of the film festivals in Portland. So that's so. Awesome. Yeah, I think it was the most inspirational. Just, I think it, it just, was. He just it put just it came out yesterday. out yesterday. Yeah, he and you can find that. Yesterday. It's on uh, YouTube now. Yeah, it's okay. just under I'll definitely Nisqually. check that out. It's under review. Yeah, so just, just type in Nisqually moving forward on YouTube. I'll I'll post a link to it on the podcast page too, so everybody can check it out. Please do. I mean, I, I'd like to just thank Caleb. Uh, you know, for the work that he did, I mean, it turned out to be an amazing piece. And Brandon, Thanks. after this, you can watch it. But it, it turned out yeah. very good. I it's, thought. It's, I think it's a little over ten minutes long. It's, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Willie's got the Willie's got the crispy uh, Penny Hardaway oh, Orlando Magic jersey Mike and Bibby. the Mike Bibby. So funny man. story about this, right? So uh, Craig back Grizz. Craig yeah. Jacobson's oldest son was a hooper. Played. Uh, I don't know if he played college ball, but he's about six four, and so. The first time we, I went to the mountain that day, I had a jersey on. And so, Craig, we got into this basketball discussion. And um, he calls me about a month ago and he says, hey, what size are you? And I said, well, extra large. And he said, my oldest son wants to give you a gift for helping Caleb. He sent me a Jamal Crawford Rainier Beach oh. throwback jersey. Oh, yeah, so I haven't even worn it. I got That's it hanging in the closet, but it was uh, it was that, cool, man. It was a have throwback. Have you had the chance to speak to Jamal Crawford by any chance? I have not, you know. He's going to be a guy, man. I feel oh, like I do, you're I do be too. speaking too yep. soon, man. Yep. I, uh, I remember me and Brandon saw him at a Husky basketball game. I'm like, B, let's go. I, I Is he get still my playing? Picture. No, he was just. Did uh, he retire now, yeah, finally? He, he was already. I bet he could still go. He came back. He came back. He could still go drop 40 any given night. It was like not last season. He never yeah. got on a roster, but the season before he did. He did, right? I think yeah. he wasn't on a roster, though, yet when we saw him at the, That's cool. at the Husky basketball He's got to be the same age as us, ain't he? He is. He is, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I was trying to go get He's a picture. For hey, B's going to be 40 game. in a few weeks here, yeah, man. All right, Three B. weeks, man. Represent, man. Jamal's older than us. Is he older than us? Okay. He's he was, the same age as me. I is think he? Okay. Yeah, I think he graduated in 98, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he can. Yeah. But he has a... Um, I've spoke to him a few times at youth tournaments and stuff like that, and he does have a uh, a real good grip grip on what's going on in the community, and I think he he'll be someone you'll be speaking to very well, soon. You know, my I don't I don't know my vision is probably uh, bigger than anybody else's because the way I look at the state of Washington is we all need to come together and, and start um, putting together programs and activities for our youth for our kids whether they're white black purple or brown yeah. it doesn't matter mm -hmm. we have to start coming together and you know i think if we can start coming together more with our youth i hope that that next generation will understand that there there isn't such a division between races i don't you know man i i honestly don't think that there will be no i hope i, not. I think the youth is gonna end this man and and when we were at that mariners game listening to lenny wilkins oh, talk, yeah. who's who's seen Oh yeah, um, he dude, civil rights. I was ready to move. go play a game. He gave us a pep talk Please. before the Mariners game because there's about yes, what, twenty did. of us or yeah. so in the in the suite, and I, like he just start, he started talking about Jackie McCormick, one of my dear friends from uh, Lapaway, and and she was the one who invited us. And literally, he went into this full motivational yeah. game time speech. Like it was but, pretty badass. But he he has, um, awesome. I don't know like a, an uncanny belief in the youth man oh 100 and he does think that that they're, they're the gonna future. be the ones that change 
change the world. Yeah. Really, I feel like we're kind of uh, getting to that stage in our life where you know we're we're ready to make a difference and really uh, use all the tools that we were taught over the years. Yeah, but, man, uh, that's awesome. That's awesome, and we definitely will will hopefully be getting Detlef Shrimp and uh, maybe Lenny. That'd Wilkins be cool. On the I, I'd say we have a better shot with Detlef. Yeah. Lenny, Lenny's uh, he's a little bit older. Man, you yeah. know, he has a has a tough time getting around yeah, a little bit, no but. Doubt. Yeah, I've seen him. Like, I've seen some videos. He's moving pretty good, though. He's, he's still, still sharp as well. a, he's yeah, sharp as he's a sharp, whip, man. man. But he he's does, amazing. You know, just getting older and getting places isn't as easy as it looks no, like it. Right. No. But yeah, that's that's awesome, man. And um, and then yeah, I guess last thing, man. What's the what's the timetable on uh, the Billy Frank Jr. statue going up uh, in Washington D.C.? So uh, we've had one meeting. So I think it went into law back in July. I feel like maybe July or August. I think it, it officially went into law, and uh, we're working with the the group that the governor put together. He uh, f- they formed a group, and we've had one meeting so far, and. Uh, you know, I'm hoping when session starts in January, we can really start pushing that money for the for the statue. And I'm hoping within, you know, by 2000, what are we in 21, 22, by mm-hmm. 2023, the end of it, I hope we're going to D.C. for the statue or early 24, I guess. Can't wait. It'll be awesome. I mean, it's it's something that, you know, you guys you, you guys understand the importance of it because you grew up around my father. But I don't feel like our, our native people have um, really grasped the fact that we're going to have mm. a Nisqually tribal member and a, a Native American uh, leader slash icon, you know, representing us here in the state of Washington. I feel like that's huge. It really is, man. I mean, it just like from the local perspective, like what are the, uh, you know, I mean, what are the chances that this guy grew up along the Nisqually right. river and was dirt poor growing up his eighth grade education, if that maybe, yeah. and turned out to be, you know, one of the greatest humanitarian, human beings there ever the was yeah. i mean you know oh and uh, by the way we're recording this on veterans oh yeah day veterans day. so happy veterans happy day veterans yes day to everybody definitely. out there and, and happy veterans day to your father yep. i know he was he served in the military for he was a, time. a marine yes a marine. which is crazy to me because you think of marines as being these like just killers right and like just the stereotype of them and your dad was like the, <laughs> the kindest, most humble human yeah, being like, there was. Yeah, like low key, just like he would. Yeah, he didn't seem like he could hurt a fly, man. And and he was a marine. Well, it was it crazy. was funny because Senator Dan Anoway out of Hawaii, uh, you know, he was one of our biggest advocates for tribes. Um, he was the chair of the uh, Senate of Indian Affairs, and he he has it. There's an interview where he's talking about meeting my dad for the first time, and he's expecting this big, you know husky guy you know beat the hell out of the state of washington you know and here uh, the senator was blown away by this little soft-spoken gray-haired you know elder (laughs) but then when he started talking you know senator talked about how you know he didn't need to be seven feet tall Hmm. you know his words and his uh demeanor you know they spoke for themselves absolutely yeah you definitely i remember i mean the few times i got to like have a good conversation with him like just you're hanging on every word yeah yeah he's uh he was amazing man and uh yeah so salute to all the veterans out there and as you know willie's the memory of willie's father uh and yeah man thank you so much for coming over today bro i really appreciate you uh you know kind of giving us an update on all the craziness that's ensued in the last couple months and and all the the amazing things that you and, and Hanford and the rest of uh, the tribal council are, are doing to just 
Well, you know, this is, uh, you know, we could spend a few hours talking about some of the projects that we're working on. So we'll, we'll definitely have to, uh, as time goes and we continue to build our tribe and really uh, put together a sustainable plan for the future, you know, we'll definitely have to continue giving you updates. Yeah, yeah check I back in with us it. and let yeah. us know. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Maybe we'll do a Christmas special or something. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Willie, thanks again, man. It's always it's always a blast uh, getting to visit with you. And uh, like I said, man, at the beginning, this is uh, these are my favorite uh, episodes. Every time we get to get to chop it up a little bit. Yes, sir. Thank right. you. Thanks, Jeremy. Love All you guys. Right, guys. Love you, man. Bye.